What's going on, guys? Jonathan here with another podcast episode, and today's episode is the infamous What's in My Camera Bag for 2019 specifically, because I am always kind of upgrading and, and purchasing new stuff to kind of take me to the next level. But I want to go over right now what is in my camera bag currently and kind of the reasonings why I purchased these items. Um, I've definitely hyped this episode up a little bit, so I'm excited to get into it and kind of go over a little bit more in detail about these things. So let's hop right into it. So first off, everybody wants to know your camera bag itself in general. So I use the BagSmart bag. It's a gray um, uh, camera bag specifically and it has basically the back panel that rests against your back that opens up completely and it's basically all segmented and um, like organized through however you want to do it because everything's like basically a velcro system i actually did a review on that backpack on my youtube channel so if you head over to my youtube channel plug 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 you can uh, check out that video and uh, see if that'd be something you'd be interested in it's about 95 dollars i want to say on amazon so yeah back smart bag that's what i'm using my main camera bodies, um, I started off with the A6500. Now, for those of you that don't know, the A6500 is a Sony crop sensor camera. So basically, the sensor size is about, I would say, a half, roughly, of a full-frame sensor camera. Now, with the crop sensors cameras, you're still getting good image quality. This camera gives 24.2 megapixels. It has all the picture profiles Um for video specifically to be able to change your colors as you're filming them. It films in 4K, 30 frames per second, which gives you a little bit of leeway to slow some footage down. Um, and it also films up to 1080p, 120 frames per second. It has 169 phase detection or a contrast detection focus points and 425 phase detection focus points, which is that's a decent focusing system, um, but it's obviously not the best. This camera comes in at around like, I think a thousand to 1200 bucks right now. I know I paid 1295 when I first picked it up. I actually used my tax return, um, but it does shoot 11 frames per second for images and has really good quality um, video and video files as well, which is why it's a very popular camera, especially for people that just love Sony products. So that was my first camera. Then I upgraded to the Sony a7 III, which is their most recent full-frame body that they've released. That one films the same exact um, uh, video settings, 4K 30, 10, 120 frames per second at 1080p. Gives you all the profiles as well. But this camera also takes advantage of eye autofocus. It has a 6K image that down renders it to a 4K image. Um, the autofocus points are almost doubled. There's 425 contrast detection points. That's almost 300 more than the um, 6500. It has close to 700 phase detection points and 14 stops at dynamic range. So basically your images can have more play with the um, post-editing side of it. So those are my two camera bodies, Sony a7 III and a6500. I am a Sony user um, specifically because I like the mirrorless system and I do photo and video. So these cameras are really good at kind of giving you the best settings in one body for both. Obviously there's other cameras that do well for that as too, like the D850, but I don't like the focusing system in the Nikon D850. Plus the DSLR I think is slowly gonna like dwindle away and we're all gonna be on mirrorless. So that's why I invest in the Sony system. I do wanna 
get the a7s3 which is their video camera usually um it hasn't dropped yet but when it does i know it's going to be a beast of a camera it's going to be great in low light which is perfect for wedding videographers or anybody that makes content in the evening time um so next piece of gear is my mavic air drone i use this for basically aerial photography aerial visuals and videos a lot of times it's um, establishing shot for weddings or it's um, real estate photography stuff like that the Mavic Air drone um, it's very small I actually went with that one over the Mavic Pro 1 at the time because of how small the Air drone is and I also wanted to use it for leisure use whenever I go on vacations and stuff films 4k 30 um, 120 frames per second at 1080p. It's small and compact and it comes in at around 800 bucks. I purchased this roughly about four or five months ago and I've loved it ever since. Um, I stabilize all my footage with the Mose Air gimbal. Now I'm selling you this stuff in my opinion in no no way of importance. You can get any of these things as you go or as you feel like you need them. If, if you think that you need your footage to be more stable before you need aerial stuff, invest in a stabilizer first. Don't think, oh, I have a camera now. The next thing I have to get, according to YouTube and Instagram, is a drone. That's just not how it really should go. You should be getting the gear you need based off the kind of the, um, obviously, videos you're creating or that, like, whatever holes in your production that you don't like. Do you like? Do you not like that there's no aerial stuff in your real estate videos? Well, then maybe it's time to get a drone over another slider or gimbal. So I had the Moza Air gimbal. I got this one on sale for like $2.99. Um, this was back when the Moza Air 1 was the only one. And it actually retails for about 400 bucks now. So it's actually a really good price. I love this gimbal. I have no plans on uh, updating soon. Um, I might get a Glidecam, which is a non-battery operated stabilizer, but we'll see. My audio sources come from two main audio sources, uh, three technically. I have three Tascam DR-10Ls. It's actually what I'm filming or recording this podcast on right now. They are very small, compact, on-body microphones that you can plug like a lav mic into and clip it on your your groom or bride or whoever you're giving an interview to if, if it's somewhere where you can't set up like a boom mic. Um, and they get great audio. They... They set audio level gains automatically. Um, there's peaking control. It'll record a dual track where it'll record another track that's 12 decibels lower than the actual track. Um, it has a really cool mic, um, lav mic screw in. So basically, like, you, there's no room for error for, like, your grooms or your bride to actually pull their microphone out or stop recording because it's like a two-step process, which is great. And also, it comes in black and white. The white one comes in super clutch with brides. Nothing is like, I don't even want to imagine the look you would get as a professional if you try to put a black microphone on a white dress for a groom or for a bride. It just, you want to have that white one and you want to make sure you are um, miking it in a correct spot to where nobody can see it because that would defeat the purpose. I also have a Tascam DR. Uh, 10 that is XLR so it plugs straight into the back of the receiver of like a speaker or a, um, a Soundboard that the DJ has so I can get all that audio that comes from his microphone or whatever sort of like um, System he is using for like the reception and speeches and stuff and I have a Rode video mic video micro 
Rode VideoMic Micro, which is the small on-body microphone for my DSLR camera, and I keep pretty much keep that on my, my camera all day, and I have it at usually audio recording level like 12 to 15, um, and just in case I want to get any ambient audio of like people laughing or, or anything like that, um, and that really helps me out, especially with the editing. It makes my prep shots really like um, more cinematic when you have that ambient audio for sure. Now, moving on to my favorite thing, which is the lenses. I recently, as you can see, I, I switched over from the crop sensor camera to my full-frame a7 III. So basically, with your crop sensor camera, if you're putting full-frame glass on it, that works completely fine. If you're putting a full-frame Tamron lens on a crop sensor camera, that works perfectly. It's just going to punch in a little bit because it's a crop sensor. Well, if you're putting a crop sensor-specific lens onto a full-frame body, your full-frame camera is having to punch in because if you don't, you're going to get all this vignetting around the corner of your of your video clips. Some people may want that, but it personally doesn't look too great. Um, and the problem with this is that your images specifically do take a hit. So when you're taking pictures on a full-frame camera with a crop sensor lens, your 24-megapixel image comes down to 10 which is roughly close to the same megapixel quantity as a iPhone. Um, so it's not really the smartest thing to do. It's not the smartest. Um, it's not really the most educated thing to do. So with that said, a lot of people run into the problem where they are in the annoying phase where they have to sell all their crop sensor lenses and get full frame lenses and it's just, it's tedious. And that's why a majority of people don't switch camera companies once they've purchased their first camera because you build up a you know, a quantity of lenses and you're like, I don't want to have to rebuy all these lenses for a different camera body. So I had to go into that case where I had to switch over all my crop sensor lenses to full frame sensor lenses. So these are the four lenses I currently have right now in my bag for 2019. I have the Tamron 28 to 75 F 2.8. Um, that one runs in at about 800 bucks. Um, and it will, It'll cover a wide range of, of focal ranges for you, whether you're doing video, whether you're doing photo. I love this lens for both. I, I generally do. Obviously, everybody complains that they wish it was 24 millimeters. I would have to agree. But with that said, I think that the price point of this being literally less than half of the Sony equivalent, you, you, you really can't complain. And I love that lens. I have no regrets buying it. Um, and that runs in at 800 bucks. Oh, and the Tascams, they run in at $199 each. So, my second lens is the Sony Zeiss 55mm f1.8. This lens runs in around 790 I think I picked it up on eBay for like 720 or something like that. Brand new. Um, but I love this lens. I just got this like a few weeks ago, and I can already tell like it's gonna be my go-to, my ride-or-die lens, like for sure, 100%. I, I didn't take it off my a7 III all day at my last wedding I did on Thursday. Like, the whole day it was on my camera. Um, the image quality is just amazing. It's great in low light because it has that low f-stop of f1.8. And just the compactness of it is just awesome. It's so small. And for females, like, you really do want to portray that, like, professionalism because sadly we live in a world where, like, people respect men more when it comes to, like, a professional setting. So I've even heard, like, other women photographers on podcasts and, and other women videographers say, like, they go out of their way to, like, get bigger camera bodies and bigger lenses to, to obviously give that illusion that you are 
a professional. I mean, like I said a minute ago, if I throw these crop sensor lenses on a full frame body, I'm taking 10 megapixel images, which is not professional. I mean, you can do that with your iPhone. With that said, I digress. So third lens is the Sony 85 millimeter f1.8. Hands down, look on Instagram, look on YouTube. This is the most underrated Sony lens, I personally think, out of all of their lenses. I got this on eBay, brand new, with some coupon code they had during Black Friday for like $425. And it has blown me away. Like, it's an amazing lens for the quality you're getting. I mean, it has an autofocus, manual focus trigger switch. It has a, a um, customized button on the body. It's just, it's a beautiful portrait lens. I use this for all my portrait sessions, graduation, engagement shoots, everything. Lastly, I still have one crop sensor lens because I can't give this this lens up. Um, I take this lens when I travel, when I go on vacations and stuff like that. And I even use it for some video work because you don't lose any quality putting this lens on your a7 III for video. It's the Sigma 16mm f1.4. They go for about 465 brand new, but I think you can pick them up for like 415 on eBay brand new. Um, so yeah, those are my four lenses right now. The lenses that I'm saving up for currently is I want to actually get a wide angle for photography and not lose any megapixel count. So I'm going to be getting the Sigma 24mm FE art lens for my Sony. And I also want to pick up the Sony 70-200. to It's a whopping amount of cash. It's close to 2300 brand new. Um, but it and it just gives amazing picture quality, especially for weddings ceremonies when you can't really predict where you're going to need to stand and stuff so you can kind of be on the outskirts not be obtruding in the day and just grabbing great images being able to punch in and punch out so next we're going to go into some boring topics um my my sd cards i use the two sony tough cards the newer ones they're 64 gigabytes uhs2 slot uhs2 cards um they're pretty expensive but in my opinion like it sucks with this industry it's like you know, you want to save money on certain things. I try to save money on my lenses, but I don't want to lose quality. None of my lenses are over $1,000. But, I mean, there aren't right now, but they're going to be when I pick up that 70 to 200 But I don't want to be saving files to a cheap $15 Amazon Basics SD card that have a chance of corrupting. The Sony a7 III has two card slots, which that, in my opinion, is one thing that makes it a professional camera. And you want to be able to write to both card slots. That way you can have backups. Backups is so key. Um, so I use the Sony Tough Cards. They're about, I think, $85 for each. So it came out to be like $170 after shipping. Um, but they're UHS-2. I put them both in my a7 III, and they write really, really fast, which is great. Um, some other little small things that I use in, in my day and in my productions for weddings and even for corporate stuff is I have a really nice monopod that I love. It's got the feet at the bottom. I can basically use it like a tripod. Um, and I'm doing quotations in the air right now because I wouldn't use it as a tripod, but if you like did it for just like a still shot and then st stepped away for a minute, like standing right next to it, then I would say that's okay. Um, it's awesome. It's got a great ball head. Um, I use a normal tripod, the Ranger tripod. I think that one was like 75 bucks, um, on Amazon. And then I use two bi-color LED light panels. Um, bi-color basically means that you can adjust the temperature anywhere from like um, really cool whites to like really like, you know, orangey like type bulbs that you see like on street lamps and stuff like that. Um, those are the lights that I use for my YouTube videos. I use them at receptions. I use those all over the place. And then I save and um, you put all my files on my Lacey hard drive. It's a five terabyte SSD. 
Um, and that's where I edit everything from. And then I also have a 10 terabyte Seagate um, USB hard drive. So I don't edit anything on it because it would be way too slow. It's just for another backup solution. And then also, um, as far as the... Uh, as far as like online storage goes, I save all my files on um I on the um oh my gosh what's it called uh Dropbox. I save all my files on Dropbox. That way I can have everything in three places. So yeah, guys. I mean that's pretty much all my gear that I'm using right now. Um, a few things that I definitely want to be investing in in the future uh, is I I want to get another drone because I actually crashed my Mavic Air recently. Um, at this last wedding, it's completely fine, but like the fact that I didn't have a backup like actually made me like kind of pissed. So I definitely am going to get another drone. I think I'm going to get the Mavic Pro 2, um, but I definitely want to focus on getting that 70 to 200 and uh, picking up that wide angle lens um, and some of that stuff. Um, I have like three or four wedding photography gigs coming up in like February, March, and I'm going to be investing in the Godox flash. flash I don't even know how to speak flash system so basically it's just um a, a really good off-camera flash that i just mount on the top of my body and put an additional one on a light stand with a diffuser and now i'm able to fill my images with the appropriate amount of light during a re really dark reception so yeah that's pretty much everything that's in my camera bag right now um i am going to be doing a youtube video on this as well so if you want to see everything definitely check out that video it's going to be really cool i'm going to show everything and kind of go in a little bit more in detail so yeah, that's it guys. That's what's in my camera bag right now um, for 2019. Um, definitely head over to my Instagram and um, my YouTube channel and show me some love over there. Um, I want to post on there more often, specifically YouTube. Um, the next podcast episode, I want to talk about how to be professional. <laughs> how to like be professional. How to go from you know being an amateur to actually being treated and respected as a working freelance professional. So yeah, look out for that one guys next week and I will talk to you on the next podcast.